Ladies and gentlemen, of course, good evening. Uh, episode 885 of WWS Revolution. Of course, uh, Friday, September 11th, 2020, 9.28 p.m. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here, of course, here with you. Of course, normally this is not our normal uh, way we open the show, but before we do so, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to, of course, take this opportunity to, of course, continue, of course, as we think back 19 years ago today about the tra- the, tra- the tragedy that took place here on American soil. Of course, I'm referring to, of course, the infamous, uh, the, uh, the, of course, terrorist attack, of course, on the United States of America. Of course, the, the two planes flying into the World Trade, the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center, of course, in New York City, also flying into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., as well as, of course, a plane going down in a field outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, these people, of course, we have made a solemn vow. Back, back, of course, the days after this heinous attack took place. And we continue to honor that vow 19 years later. As we, of course, are facing another crisis situation with the infamous virus pandemic. We continue to say prayers for those affected by the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001. Of course, also the infamous, of course, the situation going on now with the virus pandemic, as so many people all around the world, of course, sadly have lost their lives as a result of this. We continue to honor, honor them, of course, on this, of course, of days of all days, of course, appropriately titled Patriot Day. And at this time, ladies and gentlemen, I will resume, of course, our opening of, tonight, of episode 885 of WCWS Revolution. But, of course, letting everyone know in song that throughout everything that has taken place here since the days of September 11, 2001, that... The people that to the people that have made the ultimate sacrifices to those who who perished in the attacks, to those who fight over who fight the wars, the men and women who fight our wars every fight these wars every day, and to the big war that we have going on right now against an untimely enemy. We also we all need to be reminded, of course, and in this song tonight. That yes, indeed, some gave up.
man called him Sandy Kane. You folks even knew his name. But a hero, yes, was he. Left boy, come back, man. Still many just don't understand. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I would like at this time for everyone to please, to all those who are listening, please uh, close your heads and join me in a small prayer before we begin tonight's festivities here on Revolution. O oh Lord, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we come to you tonight with hope in our hearts and love on our minds as we want to pass that along to those who have, to the families of those who have made the big time sacrifices of course even before the days of 9-11 those who made the ultimate paid the ultimate price made the ultimate sacrifice and knowing that you have their loved ones forever and always in your And as we go through a war here, another war on American soil, this time against an invisible enemy, may you be the one that provides us with a shield, the shield of hope, the shield of strength, the shield of heart, and the shield of spirit. And be with us tonight, Lord, as we, of course, continue to help the, help people get their minds off of a lot of this monotonous situation that has taken place and provide them with a little bit of relief and a little bit of from, from everything that is going on. 
and continue to keep everyone, those that are here and those that are not, in your loving arms forever and always. For it's your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for all of our sins. Amen. With that, ladies, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to, of course, 9.36 p.m. It is Friday, September 11th, 2020. <clears throat> this is, of course, we are, we are, of course, 15 episodes away from the big 900 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkChew.com. This is the one and the only WCWS revolution. As, I, as, as of course, I did mention, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here with you as we, of course, get set to talk about our favorite subject, subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Duramo has not yet arrived, so I'll be taking care of your wrestling news and views here for the for the folks <clears throat> and also we hope to also hear from the human suplex machine john gross here momentarily um as we as we hope he will be on here to help us bring help bring us our wrestling history and birthdays here of course here for today <clears throat> of course also ladies and gentlemen now, now also joined us through our talk shoot video service is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a holder of several belts here in the WWS Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> he is, of course, a man with the golden voice. And, yes, we do say that with all respect and with all kindness tonight here, of course. The soul man himself, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin, we welcome you, sir. Uh, <clears throat> to uh, to the, the program here tonight. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for coming in here and uh, being a part of our show this evening. We also hope to hear from several other folks here coming up here, of course, here momentarily. However, if you want to join us and listen in on what we have to talk about here this evening on 885 of Revolution, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID. One three eight zero five five pound the magic six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will also of course be talking about our thoughts and opinions as to of course uh, what has what has transpired here tonight on uh, SmackDown. Also of course, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, something we were going to do last night on Wolfpack, but of course due to the, some technical issues. Unfortunately, we're unable to to bring that to our bring that in. We are going to also reveal the the winners of the OVWUS uh, uh, championship belt polls that we've been that we have been, of course, uh, we've, we we have has set up since around the middle of August. They actually the voting did end last night, and we were hoping to bring all that here to you last night as well. But unfortunately, as we said, due to technical problems with Wolfpack, we were unable to do that. But tonight we will do so, and plus we also have another surprise concerning, concerning of course, uh, uh, um, OVWUS, of course, as far as some championship belts go. But we'll bring that to your attention here, of course, here momentarily. 
Also, of course, we hope to hear as well from uh, Danny from Oak Park, as well as the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds as well, as we are also, of course, scheduled to also have another Trivia Championship Series matchup as the Iceman Jared DiGeronimo is scheduled to defend the FMWS Hardcore Championship against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, this is stemming from a little feud that JD and Michelle has had since last, before last Saturday's AEW All Out show. Uh, we hope to, of course, like I said, uh, we hope to, of course, uh, let you know, of course, uh, about, of course, about, about that here as well. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time, of course, on, like I said, Friday, September 11th, 2020. Let's go ahead and get you here going, started here with some wrestling news tidbits here, courtesy of our friends here at, once again, as always, at 411mania.com. And we always thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here, <clears throat> for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their shows um, <clears throat> to read their read their stories on all of our shows. Excuse me. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, including in addition here, of course, uh, um, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, also Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WWS This Morning, and other shows. Uh, let's go ahead here. Uh, we have several here. Now, some of these may have, of course, obviously probably at my come up here that we were planning on reading last night, but of course we got delayed due to, uh, we got, uh, of course, delayed due to, of course, the situation here with some, uh, audio and technical issues, of course, with, uh, possibly talk to you over, uh, what happened here with, uh, Wolfpack last night. So we apologize about that in advance. This story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as we have some AEW news to share with you. Apparently, a woman writes something about AEW Dynamite into her wedding vows. And also, uh, Eddie Kingston appears on AEW Unrestricted. Let's go ahead and bring that here, this story here too. AEW, and of course we thank Jeremy Thomas, like I said, for bringing in that story. AEW Dynamite became part of a couple's wedding vows as revealed in a, on a, in a video posted to Twitter. Of course, the video is right on is on the page right here in which the bride wrote that she promised that Wednesday night was for AEW and that she will accept all wrestling memorabilia in her house. Um, and of course, this was this was uh, Twitter was posted like this was the Twitter account was uh, from SC Scoops last night. It said when the bride puts in at AEW wrestling plug in her wedding vow, you've got a keeper at Tony Khan, at Cody Rhodes, at the Brandy Rhodes, at I Am Jericho, at JR's Barbecue, at Hey Hey It's Conrad. So so if you want to check out that picture, of course, on Twitter, you may do so. Also, the latest episode of AEW Unrestricted is online and features, of course, as we said, uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, uh, of course, this was on their podcast, All Elite Wrestling Unrestricted podcast last night. A new episode of the at AEW Unrestricted, uh, hashtag AEW Unrestricted podcast featuring at Mad King 1981 is out now. And you can listen to it. I believe that is, I think that's the handle for Eddie Kingston, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, we have a, a wrestling passing to report here. 
folks here. Let's let, let's see if we can let's see if we can grab that here. Um, but I'm hoping we can. I'm hoping we can uh, get it here. Apparently, uh, okay. Here we go. Okay, Jeremy Thomas also posted a story last night as uh, TNA alumnus Stevie Puppet Lee sadly has passed away. Uh, we uh, we have, of course uh, lost another member of the wrestling world as TNA alumnus Stevie Lee has passed away. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that Lee, who appeared as Puppet the Psycho Dwarf in TNA, sadly passed away uh, this past Wednesday at his home. Lee's real name was Steve Lee Richardson, is best known for his role as Puppet in TNA in 2002, a role he also portrayed in Half Pint Brawlers in 2010. He also appeared in Jack AWS 3D and played an evil dwarf in episodes of American Horror Story, uh, Coven in 2014, and American Horror Story Freak Show in 2015. He had a smattering of other acting roles and played Puppet in the animated miniseries The Puppet Show in 2015. A GoFundMe has been set up to pay for funeral costs that you can that you can contribute to. There's a link on this page if you want to check that out, which has the following description. Puppet the Psycho Dwarf Lee Richardson unexpectedly passed away on Wednesday, September 9, 2020 at his home in the morning. He is beloved by many and has many friends that were family, fans that adored him, but only his brother, Jim, left to take care of final arrangements. Puppet has put smiles across the world with his hardcore attitude and lifestyle. He is a legend in the art of midget wrestling. He needs our help to give him one last curtain call. Please donate what you can, share his memories with everyone, and share this fundraiser to give the Psycho Dwarf the best wrestling place possible. All proceeds will be given to Jim Richardson to handle the service burial costs. Thank you all so much, and Puppet, we love you, brother. And, of course, on behalf of 411 Mania and also, of course, that we share the sentiments here in the WWS Radio Network, our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Mr. Lee. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Stevie Lee, of course, otherwise known as Puppet the Psycho Dwarf in TNA, sadly, has uh, pa has passed away this past Wednesday morning. So our thoughts and prayers, again, continue to be with uh, his family here tonight. Let's see here. This okay. Uh, Jeffrey Harris also brought the story last night as Alex Marvez addresses the attack by the Young Bucks, thinks that Adam Page was right to leave the elite. As previously reported, AEW gave an in-line, in-storyline fine to the Young Bucks for super kicking Alex Marvez, of course, on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. Alex Marvez commented on the news and Wednesday night's attack via Twitter. Of course, here it is right here. Marvell said it said this on uh, said this yesterday. He says a simple no comment will suffice rather than causing me to wrench my back when I fell. I'm starting to think at the Adam Page had a valid point when leaving the elite. So. So apparently, I don't know. Are, are, I mean, could it be that the Young Bucks may be going heel? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. And of course, like I said, there was there was to the talk that, uh, of course, um, 
Kenny Omega's former tag team championship partner. Adam Page was taken out of the elite. I think I think the Young Bucks pretty much had a hand in in doing that. Uh, so well, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, I. Apparently there was we had some sort we have some sort of situation uh, that that there, that uh, we've kind of lost the connection to 411mania.com here. I'm not sure what is going on with that. Uh, Okay, wait a minute. I think we're getting it back now. Here we go. We got it back up. Very good. Okay, very good. Uh, some various news that came out yesterday from Joseph Lee. As FTR, actually, WWE Hall of Fame, of course, Wednesday night. Plus, Carl Fredericks reacts to not being in the G1 Climax. And a WWE stock update. During Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite, FTR held a celebration of their AEW tag team title win with other tag teams around the ring. At one point, Dax Harwood spoke to Billy and mocked the WWE Hall of Fame, saying that Billy couldn't skip the line because he was in a second-rate Hall of Fame. Billy Gunn, as you know, was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last year as a part of, the, of, of course, D-Generation X. In a post to Twitter, on Twitter, Carl Fredericks reacted to not being named as one of the 20 men in the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1. He said this, of course, on uh, he said this, of course, last night. He said, "Really had high hopes for this year and what the possibilities could have been. It's okay though. Last time I sat and waited in LA for months on end to get to Japan, I got there and put myself over and over again. Made history. When I get back, it won't be any different." And also. Um, as far as yesterday morning's concerned, WWE stock opened at $42.38 per share. And one other one here, folks, and like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're just having a little tiny difficulty here. With still, WWE's HQ computer is still kind of, it's, it's working, but it's not, it's not up to full speed. So we're just, we're just taking it here in a little bit here. Kind of trying to make up for what happened, of course, last night with a lot of these stories. Um, and one, but we will bring just one last one here. Of course, if anybody else has any other stories tonight, we'll, of course, let pass along. Joseph Lee did bring one other story here out as apparently Nia Jax, of course, now one half of the women's tag team champions alongside Shayna Baszler, was not happy with WWE using using a face-tuned photo of her. Hmm. Okay. Let's read. Let's 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 read this right here. In a post on Instagram, Nia Jax says that she wasn't, and of course, we did. Joseph Lee was bringing it. By the way, I'll mention that again. 
In a post on Instagram, Nia Jax said that she wasn't happy with WWE using an altered photo of her for promotional purposes, saying that she's not a big fan of Facetune. Uh, she wrote this. She wrote this on her Instagram account. She said, "I get that Facetune is a thing now, but I'm not a big fan. I wear enough makeup and I have great hair installed to pick up where I like in looks. Facetune is a bit much." Yes, in my untouched pick, you can, you can see a big zit on my chin, whatever. I have asked WWE to please replace my obviously face-tuned pick with the untouched version. I'm not happy with the message that it sends. Of course, unfortunately, as gentlemen, we don't, I don't, we don't have the picture here, so I cannot. I mean, we're, I, I do not, not uh about how the picture looks and all that, but I'm sure a lot of people has probably seen this. So apparently, uh, so I'm I'm sure, like I said, there'll probably be some big time things going on here between Nia and WWE here at some point here as well. Uh, there you have it. There with some wrestling news tidbits here, of course, here for the evening. Uh, of course, like I said, taking taking care of it tonight here, of course, for. Our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and of course the Iceman Jared D. Geramo, of course, are King Ice. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWE US Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination, nor would we ever even try to do so, or we have never have tried to do so. For the past five years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I think the human suplex machine, John Gross, is possibly is still having some difficulty coming on the line. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and get you. Uh, I'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and take care of your wrestling history and birthdays here uh, for uh, for today. Here, of course, of me. So, but like I said, we're so forgive us if it's just if it takes a little bit of time. As we said, we're just we're just kind of doing things a little bit slowly here. Of course, obviously, with what happened with Wolfpack last night, we don't want to take any chances of of something going on with the uh, going on with our of course our our computer here. We don't want to lose it again like we lost it uh, last night there. So. Uh, let's see. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think we've got something right here, folks. And we'll go ahead and get that here. I'm hoping we can get this pulled. We can get this taken care of here.
Okay. I think we're I think we're just popping up here now, so uh, let's see here. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in nineteen eighty four, longtime WWF champion Bruno San Martino makes his commentary debut during an episode of Championship Wrestling, taped, of course, in Poughkeepsie, New York. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in let's see, uh, da, 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 da. in 1995, WWF's Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro aired opposite each other for the first time. On Monday Nitro, here are the took place in a pre-show bunkhouse buck and dick slater and harlan heat booker team stevie ray fought to a double count out for the wwe world tag team titles in three and another pre-show dark match and three more pre-show dark matches folks shark who was i believe was uh, earthquake in the wwf defeated mark Starr. kamala defeated barry houston and Johnny B. Bad, who, of course, was, as you know, was also known as Mark Merrow, defeated Ric Flair by DQ. Alex Wright defeated Sabu by, also by DQ. Sabu originally won the bout, but the referee reversed the decision after Sabu put Wright through a table. Sting defeated VK Wall Street to retain the U.S. title. Randy Savage defeated Scott Norton. And Hulk Hogan defeated Lux Luger by DQ to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. This was Luger's first bout for WCW since leaving the company following Super Brawl 2. On Monday Night Raw, which was of course which was taped on, believe it or not, on August 28th, in a in a pre-show dark match, Lex Luger, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker defeated Men on a Mission, who was King Mabel and Sir Moe, as well as Sid. I believe that is Psycho Sid. The British Bulldog defeated Razor Ramon via DQ. The Smoking Guns defeated Rad Rafford and the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler. Dr. Isaac Yankum, of course we know him later as Kane, defeated Scott Taylor. And Shawn Michaels defeated Sid to retain the Intercontinental title. On this date in 1997, WrestleFest's 50 Years of Funk took place in Funk's hometown of Amarillo, Texas. The event celebrated a half century of wrestling for the Funk family. In the show's main event, WWF champion Bret Hart, Bret Hart defeated Terry Funk. Just before the main event, Terry was presented with a title belt proclaiming him lifetime ECW world champion. Dennis Stamp, Bret Hart's very first opponent, was the special referee. This little tidbit is featured in the wrestling documentary Beyond the Mat. You may remember Stamp. He was the I'm not booked guy. Side nugget. Stamp, who, uh, let's see, who is, who is, I believe now, uh, let me see, let me look at that, 73, was once diagnosed with terminal cancer, took his first booking since the heart funk match in August 2014 when he refereed the main event of a show for an independent promotion in Scotland. And in early 2015, Stamp appeared for an AI, for an AIW event as well. On this date here as well here, let me see, and give me just a second here. Yes, in 2004, 
Ring of Honor presented Glory by Honor 3 from the Rex Plex in Elizabeth, New Jersey. The show is highlighted by the Ring of Honor debut of wrestling legend Mick Foley. Here are the matches that took place. Jimmy Rave defeated Dixie. Jay Lethal defeated Matt Stryker. Trent Acid defeated Ace Steel, Angel Dust, Fast Eddie, Izzy, and Cahagas in a six-man mayhem match. CM Punk defeated Austin Aries. B.J. Whitmer and Dan Math defeated Chicano and Slash Venom. Ryan Danielson, of course you know Daniel Bryan, defeated Alex Shelley. John Walters defeated Nigel McGinnis to retain the ROH Pure title. Samoa Joe defeated Doug Williams to win the ROH World title. The Havana Pitbulls, Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero, defeated B.J. Whitmer and Dan Math. Generation Next, who was Jack Evans and Roderick Strong. And the Carnage Crew, DeVito and Loke, in a four-team Ultimate Endurance match to retain the ROH Tag Team titles. The rules of the match change with each elimination. In a submission-only match, B.J. Whitmer and Dan Math eliminated the Carnage Crew. In a Scramble Rules match, B.J. Whitmer and Dan Math eliminated Generation Next. And in an Anything Goes match, the Havana Pitbulls eliminated B.J. Whitmer and Dan Math. Yes, indeed. <laughs> also on this date here in 2005, TNA presented Unbreakable from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. The show featured the only five-star rated match by Wrestling Observer Newsletter, of course, in TNA history. Three Live Crew, who was BG James, Conan, and Ron Killings, defeated Diamonds in the Rough, who was David Young, Elix Skipper, and Simon Diamond. Austin Aries defeated Roderick Strong. Kip James and Monty Brown defeated Apollo and Lance Hoyt. Chris Saban defeated Petey Williams. Abyss defeated Sabu in a no-Q match. Bobby Roode defeated Jeff Hardy. The Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, defeated Alex Shelley and Johnny Candido. America's Most Wanted, who was Chris Harris and James Storm. And Team Canada, who was A1 and Eric Young, who retained the NWA World Tag Team titles in an elimination match. A1 and Eric Young eliminated Alex Shelley and Johnny Candido. A1 and Eric Young eliminated Chris Harris and James Storm. And Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens eliminated A1 and Eric Young. Also, Raven defeated Rhino to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title in a Ravens Rules match. And AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe in a triple threat match to win the TNA X Division title. Also on this date here in, let's see, uh, in 2006, Trish Stratus wrestles her final match on Raw before her retirement in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Trish defeated her longtime rival, Mickey James. Also on this date here in 2007, Jim Sandman Fullington has officially granted his release from WWE. Fullington was drafted to Raw from ECW earlier that summer, but was sparingly used. Also on this date here in let's see, uh, 2011, Jeff Hardy is arrested on charges of trafficking prescription pills and possessing antibiotic steroids. The pilot, which was a, a newspaper in North Carolina, reports that Hardy's home had turned up over 200 Vicodin pills, 180 Soma prescription pills, 550 milliliters of antibiotic steroids, a residual amount of powder cocaine, and various drug paraphernalia. The arrest comes just two weeks after he left WWE to heal nagging injuries. Hardy was placed in Moore County Detention Center on a $125,000 bond 
In 2011, Hardy pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 10 days in prison, 30 months of probation, and he was fined $100,000. Uh, let's see here. On this date here in, see, in 2010, that's right. Mike Shaw sadly died of a heart attack in Marquette, Michigan. He was 53 years old. Born May 9, 1957 in Scandia, Michigan. He began his career as Klondike Mike for NWA All-Star Wrestling in Vancouver. The next year, he wrestled for Stampede Wrestling. First under his real name, then as Maka Singh as one-third of Karachi Vice. Feuding no Bret Hart and Chris Benoit. His first big break on the national stage came for WCW 1989 and 1990 as Norman the Lunatic and later Norman the Maniac. And once he faced Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight title, he also adopted a trucker gimmick as a tribute to his father. He would spend the early 1990s in Mexico as Aaron Grundy and for the Global Wrestling Federation as Makan Singh as part of the cartel. Shaw transitioned to the WWF in 1993 as Angry Monk. Friar Ferguson. After backlash from the Catholic Church of New York, he was repackaged as notorious hunchback slob Bastian Booger. His success was minimal, with his biggest win coming coming over Owen Hart just before his main event push. Following a brief feud with Bam Bam Bigelow, Shaw was released uh, in early 1994. He opened a wrestling school in his hometown of Scandia, Michigan, post-WWF. But he did return to the company for one appearance on the Raw 15th Anniversary Special in 2007. Uh, also in the state of 2010, Ring of Honor presented Glory by Honor 9 from the Manhattan Center in New York City. The show was the final Ring of Honor appearance for Tyler Black. As the previous month, he has signed a WWE developmental contract. Of course, as you know, Tyler Black would go on to WWE to, to of course, compete as... Seth Rollins. Kenny King defeated Jay Briscoe. Mark Briscoe defeated Rhett Titus. The Embassy, who was Eric Stevens and Necro Butcher, defeated Balls Mahoney and Grizzly Redwood. Colt Cabana and El Generico, who of course El Generico was, uh, is uh, Sami Zayn, defeated Kevin Steen and Steve Carino in a double chain tag team match. Kevin Steen, of course, we now know him as Kevin Owens. Eddie Edwards defeated Sean Devari to retain the ROH World TV title. Christopher Daniels defeated Austin Aries. The Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Casaganoli. Of course, Casaganoli, we know him now as Cesaro, defeated Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. And Roderick Strong defeated Tyler Black in a no-DQ match to win the ROH World title. Terry Funk was a special enforcer for the match. Post-match, Homicide made his return to Ring of Honor. He was released from TNA just a month before. Also on this date here in, uh, let's see, 2011, TNA presented No Surrender from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Here are the matches that took place here. Jesse Sorensen defeated Kid Cash and became the number one contender for the TNA X Division title. Bully Ray defeated James Storm by DQ in a Bound for Glory Series semifinal. Winter, who of course we knew her, knew her as Katie Lee Burchill, defeated Mickey James to win the TNA Women's Knockouts title. Mexican America, who was Anarchia and Hernandez, uh, defeated D'Angelo De Niro and Devon to retain the TNA World Tag Team titles. Matt Morgan defeated Samoa Joe. Bobby Roode defeated Gunner in a Bound for Glory Series semifinal match. 
Austin Aries defeated Brian Kendrick to win the TNA X Division title. Bobby Roode defeated Bully Ray to win the Bound for Glory series and a TNA World Heavyweight title match at Bound for Glory. Kurt Angle, and of course, Kurt Angle defeated Sting and Mr. Anderson to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. Uh, let's, let's see here. On this date here in 2013, uh, WWE issues a press release stating that longtime announcer Jim Ross has retired from the company, effective immediately to focus on personal business endeavors. Of course, as you know, Ross debuted for the WWE in, WWE in 1993 after taking a buyout from his WCW contract. While he was in, in and out of the booth, he headed the talent relations department behind the scenes during the company's late 1990s boom signing future. WWE Hall of Famers, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Mick Foley, Trish Stratus, and Edge, and countless others who didn't quite make it that high. Ross was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006. Of course, as of 2015, questions were still raised about his sudden retirement, but he is doing okay for right now. He does, at, at, at around 2015, he was doing commentary for Fox Sports 1 and hosts the Ross Report podcast for Podcast 1. Of course, also now, as you know now, he is now an official uh, commentator for AEW Dynamite. Also on this date here in 2014, NXT presented TakeOver 2 Fatal 4-Way from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. The show's hook was a 4-Way match for the NXT title. The Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara, defeated the Ascension, Connor and Victor to win the NXT Tag Team titles. The win ended the Ascension one-year run as tag team champions by far the longest championship run singles or tag men or women in NXT history. Baron Corbin defeated CJ Parker in just 30 seconds. Enzo Amore defeated Sylvester Lafort in a hair versus hair match. Bull Dempsey defeated Mojo Rawley in just 70 seconds. Charlotte defeated Bailey to retain the NXT women's title. And Adrian Neville defeated Sami Zayn, Tyler Breeze, and Tyson Kidd in a fatal four-way match to retain the NXT title. We have a birthday, ladies and gentlemen, as today we celebrate, we wish a very happy 50, yes, a happy 55th birthday to longtime wrestling manager and, of course, one-time promoter, Paul Heyman. Born in Scarsdale, New York, he is the son of a personal injury attorney and a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> As a child, he was running a mail-order business selling celebrity sports memorabilia. <clears throat> From his home, he broke into the business literally as a photojournalist for third-party wrestling magazines, most notably Pro Wrestling Illustrated, <clears throat> taking pictures at, w at WWF events at Madison Square Garden. He also became a promoter for Legendary Nightclub Studio 54 at the age of 19. Heyman's managerial Heyman's man Managerial debut came in 1987, first appearing in Northeast Independence, then at Florida Championship Wrestling, where he became known as Paul E. Dangerously. A brash New Yorker with a yuppie attitude because of his resemblance at that time to Michael Keaton from the movie Johnny Dangerously. Over the next couple of years, he would work for the Continental Wrestling Federation in Memphis, where he was the assistant booker to Eddie Gilbert. Uh, Windy City Wrestling, where he was their head booker and also the American Wrestling Association, of course, AWA. His national big break came in 1988 as the manager for the original Midnight Express, feuding with Jim Cornette's new version. He also managed Mean Mark Callis, who, of course, is most known, better known as The Undertaker, 
He transitioned into announcing, calling matches with Jim Ross, getting under his skin, as well as that uh, Missy Hyatt. In 1991, he would return to managing as the spokesman and manager for the Dangerous Amendment. was fired from WCW in January 1993 after a falling out with new hire Bill Watts, who would later successfully sue the company for claims of anti-Semitism stemming from racist comments Watts made in an interview with Pro Wrestling Torch. Hammond attempted to start a wrestling promotion with Jim Crockett Jr., but because of a, of a clash of ideas, Crockett wanted a traditional wrestling brand, while Hammond wanted a fresher take on the genre. Hammond tried his luck at Philadelphia-based NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling under Todd Gordon and Booker Eddie Gilbert. However, a fight between Gilbert and Gordon the night before an event in September of 1993 led to Heyman taking over creative duties. He managed most notably Sabu in 911, the former, of course, of the ECW World and TV titles, but his increased workload led to fewer appearances on camera. Eastern Championship Wrestling became the flagship promotion for the NWA, which held a tournament in August 1994 to crown a new NWA World Champion. The tournament of mostly ECW talent was won by Shane Douglas, at the time the ECW Champion. Heyman, Douglas, and Gordon conspired to have Douglas denounce the NWA and his traditions post-match, and Shane threw down the NWA world title. The move shocked the wrestling world, to say the least, and it was only the beginning. Promotion broke away from the NWA and was rebranded Extreme Championship Wrestling under Heyman, who would eventually become the promotion's sole owner. He encouraged wrestlers to sound off on other promotions and develop their own characters. His work ethic would spread through the talent roster, they took on multiple roles in the company, from hats to answering phones. Heyman's extreme vision played an important role in reshaping professional wrestling in the late 1990s. Just weeks after WCW was sold in 2001, ECW entered into bankruptcy under $7 million in debt. Around this time, Heyman joined the WWF. Heyman became the WWF's lead color commentator, replacing Jerry Lawler after he quit the company over his then-wife, Stacey Carter's release, he reunited with WCW broadcasting partner Jim Ross on Raw. Heyman jumped back into managing a few months later, heading Team ECW, which would merge with WCW to form the alliance. Heyman briefly left the commentary table before returning in late July, but lost his gig when the alliance lost the winner-take-all match at Survivor Series in 2001. Heyman would be replaced by the returning Jerry Lawler. He returned the week after WrestleMania 18 as a manager Renew signee Brock Lesnar and guided him to the WWE title at SummerSlam. Heyman turned on Lesnar's Survivor Series and managed the Big Show to the title. Kerrangle would defeat the Big Show a month later at Armageddon. A few days later, Angle revealed that he too was taking Heyman's advisement, making Paul the first man to manage three consecutive WWE champions in company history. After suffering a neck injury in January, Heyman left the company but was retained as a consultant for the TV shows. He was the brains behind the SmackDown 6. Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and Chavo Guerrero. The three-team feud, Angle, Benoit, and Edge, Mysterio, and Los Guerreros, would feature some of the WWE's best matches that year, including the 2002 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Match of the Year. Heyman also won an award for Best Booker. All six would go on to win world championships in WWE. In late 2003, Heyman became SmackDown General Manager, replacing Stephanie McMahon feuding with the likes of The Undertaker, John Cena, and Chris Benoit. In March 2004, Heyman quit the company after being drafted to Raw, deciding he'd rather not work at all than work for Eric Bischoff, the man he blames to this day for killing ECW with its talent raids.
In 2005, Heyman was involved with promoting and booking of ECW's reunion show, One Night Stand, culminating in the show of the same name on June 12th. At the show, Heyman was visually moved by the overwhelming fan support before cutting a work shoot promo on Bischoff, Edge, and JBL. He would take over booking duties to WWE Territory, Ohio Valley Wrestling later in the year. It was was minimal. After Kurt Angle and RVD to the relaunch, and Van Dam defeated John Cena to win the WWE title at ECW One Night Stand 06. Heyman also awarded Van Dam with the ECW World Title, about that Van Dam never won the original incarnation of the company. Heyman, who was faced in his brief time back, turned heel again on the July 14th ECW on Sci-Fi, where he screwed Van Dam in favor of, of the big show for the ECW title. Robert and debris littered the brand as a result of the South Philly screw job. Heyman left the company following disagreement stemming from the disappointing, disappointing December to dismember pay-per-view in December 2006. Heyman contends that his booking ideas for the main event clashed, clashed with Vince McMahon's. In the interim, Paul launched the Heyman Hustle, a multimedia project featuring Heyman talking to various celebrities in New York City. Heyman would expand the brand and created the Looking for Larry Agency, an advertising firm specializing in viral marketing. Its, client, its clients notably include EA Sports and the now defunct THQ. In 2011, Heyman collaborated with Brock Lesnar on Lesnar's autobiography, Death Clutch, My Story of Determination, Domination, and Survival. Heyman returned to WWE in May of 2012 as a legal advisor for Brock Lesnar, feuding with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Heyman's client Lesnar would go on to defeat Triple H at SummerSlam. In September, he signed with C- aligned with CM Punk in his final days as WWE champion and his feud with Undertaker in the lead up to WrestleMania 29. Heyman would also manage Lesnar in his reunited feud with Triple H, but to, but to defeat at WrestleMania 29 and in victory in a steel cage at Extreme Rules. Heyman would take on new client Curtis Axel in the spring of summer 2013, leading him to the IC title. At Money in the Bank, Heyman would shockingly turn on Punk, preventing him from becoming a three-time Money in the Bank winner. He would align with Ryback in the fall, but Heyman and Ryback would fall to Punk at Hell in the Cell. Paul would would once again align with Brock Lesnar late in 2013 in feuds against the Big Show and Undertaker, highlighted by dominant wins for Lesnar over Big Show at the Royal Rumble and at WrestleMania 30 over The Undertaker, making Lesnar the first man to defeat Undertaker in a WrestleMania match. He would align with Cesaro for a few months, but would Again, turn his attention to Lesnar in the summer, and at SummerSlam, Heyman guided Lesnar to the WWE World Heavyweight Title, a championship he would not lose until WrestleMania 31. Heyman does have two children, 13-year-old Azalea, uh, who would by now would be probably, be, I think, be, be about 18 by now, and also 14-year-old son, uh, Jacob. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see if we have any other any other wrestling birthdays here, of course, to talk about here, other than, of course, uh, other than, of course, uh, of course, we know, like I said, we know today is, like we said, Paul Heyman's birthday. Let's see if we have any other birthdays to talk about here, of course, on, on this day, September 11th, as we're now at 10:20 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. 
And of course, we may be staying past eleven o'clock hour here, folks. So, so do not be do not be at all surprised about that at all. And to those who, if anyone has come on, of course, if they can hear me, if anyone has else has come on, of course, onto the show here tonight, uh, I appreciate, of course, their patience, and I will, will be bringing them in on here in just a. In just in just a few moments here, but of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're just trying to again, like I said, our computers is acting just a little bit slow here. Okay, we apologize. Okay, it looks like we might have a little bit of a delay here. Okay, never mind here, but I think we've got it. That delay here. Sorry about that. Okay, let's see here, folks. My apologies here. Okay, let's see. Like we said, first off, we still want like to have a happy 55th birthday to, of course, Paul Heyman. Uh, let's see. We have we have one other birthday to report, ladies and gentlemen, as we wish a very a very happy. Let's see here. Give me just a second. Here. Yes, happy 43rd birthday. To, I believe this 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 is a female competitor that was in TNA for a little bit. Uh, she I'm sure she's also been of course in other spots here as well. So Jenner, I remember her quite well. Uh, so happy birthday to both like I said Paul Heyman and So Jenner Bolt, of course here. Uh, of course.
Ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies here. I did not have any idea that my audio had just clunked out on me. And apparently this must have happened during the fact that I was reading the uh, history and birthdays here. But uh, I do humbly apologize about that. Um, just in case if we, I don't know if we, if any of the, if, if any of the history, uh, did get, um, did get, uh, recorded or not. If it didn't, I do apologize. I will, of course, let you know here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that we want to wish, like I said, uh, happy 55th birthday to, of course, Paul Heyman and also happy, uh, 40, let's see, what did I say? Yes. 43rd birthday. Uh, today to Sojourner Bolt. So I just wanted to pass that along here. My apologies there, of course, for the for, for that as well. We ha I had no idea that my audio had actually clunked out on me. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and here bring this here to you. As apparently, we're, as, as apparently, the human suplex machine John Gross is still having some is is with us, but I think he's probably possibly having some audio difficulties or something. We're not sure what's going on here, so hopefully he'll be he'll be able to get that cleared up here, of course, very very soon. In the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and bring this here to you. 10:26 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, September 11th, 2020, episode 885 of WWS Revolution. Of course, Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, alongside, uh, of course, right now, uh, the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming. But we do have a couple of gentlemen, of course, here standing by here. Uh, to be brought on here, and I do appreciate their their patience and their and their generosity here as well. Of course, while we get everything situated here underway, but ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring them in here right now. I can tell you that both of the gentlemen I'm about to bring in are, of course, both of them are from uh, the great state of Pennsylvania. So I will go ahead and say that. Uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go ahead and bring him in right now. He's a three-time WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, the Iceman himself, JD, otherwise known as, of course, Jared D. Girolamo. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I, will, I know my, my apologies to this next gentleman, but um, we're, going, we're going to forego his usual introduction here. Um, due to, of course, a couple of time constraints here. But, of course, I will also mention here, like I said, he is known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. He is a contributor to WWUS Raw Radio. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can think of his other nickname. Think, of course, of that classic 60, 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where, of course, like I said, uh, one of the central characters there was well known for wearing the white T-shirt, the black leather jacket, having the slick black hair, and and everything and everything like that. And of course, I'm referring to, of course, the heartbreak kid himself, Fonzie. Let us go ahead and bring him on here. Let's go ahead and and, and bring him on here. Of course, here, right. Let's see. Uh, yes. Let's go ahead and bring him on here right now. Of course, first off, we'll bring in the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, and also now we bring in also the Iceman, Jared Duramo, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, when we think of JD. We have to play this. <laughs> and you know what I can, uh, it's very good. And you know what I can say about tonight's show and John, 
We haven't had this clip in a long time, but this is how you can describe tonight's SmackDown. So Vince, I hope you're happy of the shit you put on tonight in the tribute, however, to the people who 19 years ago lost their lives. Because tonight, you put on a total worthless piece of shit show. And what's more, we're going to have two more matches now announced on Raw coming up Monday night. When Monday Night Football makes its season premiere first, we're going to have, of course, in all his glory... Against the Scottish Psychopath, the World's Heavyweight Champion in a non-title matchup, Drew McIntyre versus Mr. Keith Lee. And in addition to that, probably the final time, hopefully, for a while, and we're going to see this hopefully come on because I'm tired of seeing this feud played out every part of the language fucking week. Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins in a steel cage match. But after what I saw tonight of SmackDown, however... All I can say is tonight's SmackDown was a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit show, and they should be absolutely appalled at what they did. And you're asking, why? Well, we'll tell you why. We had AJ Styles beat Jeff Hardy. Then, of course, we had Sami Zayn, or should I say slime bag Sami Zayn, our whine and bitch and piss and moan and complain, that he's the rightful IC champion and that they're both frauds. As I said last week, however, at this time, Sammy, quit your belly aching and shut the fuck up, okay? You were home for four months, bitching, whining, moaning, pissing, and complaining, and saying, oh, I sh- I'm, I'm still the rightful champion. Okay, I'm sure you want to be with your family and kids, however. That's understandable. But did you even bother before coming back recently to get in touch with WWE, or did WWE get in touch with you? Apparently not, because you want to bitch and still piss and moan and complain. Then you have Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura lose to the guys who have been struggling as a lane and have had issues with one another, lose. To the Lucha, 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 Lucha house party. And I'm talking about Kalisto and Grand Metal League. Then we have, of course, Boily. Yes, folks. The grandma-wearing, black-haired, backstabbing little bitch, Broad Bailey, who once again wouldn't shut her pie hole and, let's just say, ran down her former bestie, Sasha Banks. In addition to that, however, she says, after last week, however, you are completely useless to me, even though thanks to you I'm the longest-reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Gee, Bailey, why don't you just continue to suck up freaking management's ass, however, like you have been for the past year. And then we go to the Fatal 4-Way, which would decide who would face Bailey at Night Champions. And of course, we have Harley Quinn 2.0 herself, Alexa Bliss, taking on crazy girl Nikki Cross, taking on the sassy southern skank slut Lacey Evans, taking on the role model Tamina in a Fatal 4-Way. And what happens? Nikki Cross gets a win, however, apparently, because now, apparently, there is tension between Nikki and Alexa. I guess finally, after what happened a couple weeks ago with the coffee mug, finally spilled over this week, unlike last week when they were besties again and hugging each other and embracing each other. 
Then we go to Otis versus John Morrison. And again, all I can say to that is, dear God, please put an end to this stupid feud with these four. I am not entertained whatsoever by Otis and Tucker on my TV weekly. And as far as Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz and Morrison, all I can say is, hey, hey, ho, ho, you guys are nothing but a bore. A bore. You guys have done nothing. Nothing in the last how many months? Except acting like a bunch of ass clowns. Speaking of ass clowns, let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, goody. And tonight, however, we apparently have a new character, mind you. Wobbly Walrus, who looked like Kevin Bucktooth Beaver Dunn, however. Gee, Vince. I guess you and Bruce and your boyfriend, Kevin Dunn, all came up with that idea in production this week, however, tonight, or before the show, and acted like a bunch of imbecile, arrogant jack-offs, if you ask me. Speaking of jack-offs, let's talk about the main event, which was only less than five minutes. And of course, it was Jay Uso teaming up with his cousin, the big dog, none other than... Roman Reigns with his birthday, with his manager, the birthday boy himself, the Polish Penguin Pissant himself, Paul E. Heyman, taking on the Celtic Warriors Sheamus and Corey Graves' boyfriend when he wasn't deep-throating him in the back earlier in the evening, King Cockstain Clown Shoes, Boring Corbin. And what happens? Roman and Jay end up winning in short order, however, even though Roman said something to Jay to close the show. Did WWE do anything to do anything prior to the show to pay homage? Oh, yes, they did. They did a graphic. We will never forget, however, mind you, to open the show. But did they talk about that fateful day that happened in New York 19 years ago and show how that we are still we're still trying to be stronger than ever, however, at least show that fateful day will never be forgotten besides the graphic? Could they have done something better than besides show the graphic like a small like tribute to the people who surrendered their lives, let alone lost people, their friends, their family, and their relatives that fateful day? Did they do that tonight? Can somebody answer me that? No, they didn't. Why? Because once again, Vince McMahon shows how much of a vacuum-sucking little maggot, merciless, racist, bigoted, boring, backstabbing little bitch that he really is. So Vince, I hope you're real happy tonight with the shit you put on. Because guess what? Come Monday night, Monday Night Football is going to bury your sorry fucking ass in the Thunderdome when you have two teams, Howard, who are going to absolutely show you and the whole Monday Night Raw audience just two weeks out before this so-called boring, lackluster clash of champions how money, how football, how respect is being earned. And by that, I mean simply this. You thought last week, again this week, you had good ratings. What happened, Vince? Oh, that's right. You got your ass kicked on Wednesday night by AEW, who did 1.01 million, and had one of your former wrestlers, however, basically go out there and do a CM Punk shoot-style type promo and tell, in no uncertain terms, however, how wrestling is really done, however, and basically told, basically also said at the same time, to shove it up your ass. So yeah, Vince, I hope you're happy once again by pouring on a boring, lackluster show, because tonight you did absolutely nothing. Nothing to excite the crowd. You made him absolutely bored to say the least. So I hope you're real happy, you little maggot. This goes to show you how much of a piece of a shit you really are. Oh, yeah, jackass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Uh, yes, well, well put. Apparently, like I said, uh, looks like it sounds like sounds like to me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think that this 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 explanation is pure and simple here. I think we JD pretty much speaks for everybody here. Um, of course, obviously, um, that did not fare too well. And of course, this is what we also think of Vincent Man. You are one pathetic loser. Okay, yeah, there you go. So mm, yeah, yeah, very so. true. Very true about that. And, and also, of course, about okay. Let's see. Uh, Fonzie, do we have you with us here as well, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. And of course, Fonzie, when of course when JD steps out of the way, he's going to go say this. Me so horny, me love you long time. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounds like he's not laughing. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're hoping, of course, we're here momentarily from, hopefully, like I said, at least the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds. Of course, we have a, do have a match scheduled here tonight. If something does, if something does uh, happen here, of course, we may have to, re if we have to reschedule that for any particular reason, we will, of course, let you know of that. In the meantime, while JD stepped away, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and let me take care of some little, little bit of business here. As I said, we were going to talk about this last night on Wolfpack, but of course, due to the technical issues that we had, of course, with with last night's show, um, <clears throat> which hopefully for right now they seem to be okay, but just hope it doesn't happen here again. Um, um, but uh, as you know, of course, since around the around close to the middle. Of August, we of course have posted on the OVWUS page called Vendetta in the Valley. We had of course, uh, of course, established new champion trivia championship belts for the OVWUS group, and of course we do have uh, six belts here that we six polls that we did for six different belts, and I do have the official results that the voting did end last night, so I will go ahead and uh, and award the following belts. I will start first, ladies and gentlemen, with the OVWUS World Tag Team Championship. Uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> um, I don't have the page in front of me, but, uh, but uh, like I did make a note of this, of course, last night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your new OVWUS World Tag Team Champions are the team of the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. So congratulations to John and Mid on that. In addition to holding the GWI World Tag Team titles together, you now hold the OVWS Tag Team titles. The OVWS Hardcore title, your new champion is the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. So it'll be a while where he be, might be able to defend these belts, but like I said, just to let you know. Uh, one of our guys that's on the show right here tonight Apparently has nothing to be ashamed of, ladies and gentlemen. Your new OVWS light heavyweight champion is the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. So, Justin, congratulations. You have earned yourself another championship belt, the OVWS light heavyweight title. So that belt is in your hands there, sir. Absolutely. Uh, the OVWS rush championship goes to Antonio Gutierrez. So congratulations to Antonio on that. The OVWS Anarchy Championship goes to 
the human suplex machine, John Gross. So, John, congratulations here. And he's having some audio difficulties trying to get on the show tonight. Uh, so, um, but, um, but hopefully, like I said, he'll be able to get, hopefully he'll be able to get that resolved before the end of the night. And, and ladies and gentlemen, the OVWS World Heavyweight Champion is now the Cowboy Clinton James Smith. Uh, so congratulations to, of course, Ms. to everyone here. Like I said, congratulations. Like I said, John and Mint going home here with uh, with two singles belts and the tag team title and the world tag team title belts. Uh, like I said, Mr. Uh, let's say Clint Smith going home with the OVWS world title. Antonio Gutierrez going home with the OVWS rush title. And of course, as we the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, going home with the OVWS light heavyweight title. So I'm sure Justin at some point will, will want to probably defend that belt, plus some of the other belts that he also has as well sometime along the way. Uh, <clears throat> but he, of course, obviously, from the match that we had, of course, this past week, obviously he is going to be, I'm sure, gunning for, uh, gunning for John as well as he tries to reclaim WI Phenom title and also possibly in the process tries to get the WCWS Phenom title as well down the road here as well. But also after this ended, this was the special announcement that I was going to make last night. Again, of course, due to the technical problems we had with uh, uh, TalkShoe on Wolfpack last night, I wasn't able to make it. But I do have, of course... I do have, I will be posting these over the weekend, seven more championship belts in for OVWS here, folks. Some of these were actual belts. Some of them were those, I just, of course, based upon stuff that you probably might have heard of, heard of in, of course, Ohio, in Ohio Valley Wrestling over the years and all that good stuff. And, of course, some I just made up myself. So, there you go. Uh, anyway. The belts, of course, that are going to be post. I will be posting, of course. So if you're not a member of OVWS, you need to go ahead and jump on with it. Jump, jump, uh, you know, uh, join the group there because, like I said, you know, this is this this is one opportunity that you could earn by, of course, by becoming a member of of this and plus all of our other groups, of course, in WWS. You could go after, of course, some of the championship belts that are that are. Of course, representing these groups here as well. But let me go ahead and tell you what the other, what the new belts in OVWS will be. You will have the television championship. You will have the radio championship. You also have the women's championship. So if you're so so like say any female wrestling fans come on and join OVWS, you might have an opportunity to fight for that belt. The OVWS Saturday Night Special Championship. The OVWS Southern Tag Team Championship, the OVWS Brutality Championship, and the OVWS Valley Championship. Of course, the V in OVW stands for Valley. So, obviously, of course, that's why I came up with that. So, like I said, I'll be posting those here, of course, over the weekend. And you might see some of the same folks, of course, involved in the voting here. But we're going to simply do these now as just as one-on-one matchups here. And, of course, what, I admit, what we will probably go ahead and do with these, I'll announce this ahead of time, 
<clears throat> and I'll post this on the OVWS page that these that these votes will be these polls will be posted starting tonight, and we will be of course posting them. Uh, these the, the votes of course will be of course uh, popping up. Uh, you'll have of course until the end of September of course to vote for who you think should uh, have this championship belt, each of these championship belts. So we'll do that between, of course, like I said, tonight and, of course, the end of this month. So you'll, ha you'll have about a little more than uh, two weeks here. Of course, like I said, there'll be plenty of time to do it as well. And also, if you're not a member, like we said, of OVWS, please go ahead and join here today. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OVWS Valley Vendetta. If you care to, of course, be, be, want to be a part of that uh be a part of that uh, of that of that group, of course, on Facebook. Uh, 10:46 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on of course Friday, September 11th, 2020. 1605-562-0444. Uh, Caller ID 138055-pound. Episode 885 of Revolution. As we said, of course, uh, 15 episodes away from the big 900. There, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here alongside the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is trying his darndest to get on here, but I think he is still having some sort of technical issues with on his end of it, so he keeps he keeps losing. I don't know if he's losing his signal or what, but, but we hope to, of course, like I said, talk to him, of course, here very, very Hopefully here sometime here during the night here, and I, uh, of course, I hate that. Uh, I would hate it if he wasn't able to pop on tonight, but, but of course he has had some technical issues here within the last little while. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have not heard at all from the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, I and mean, we were kind of hoping to have another trivia championship matchup here tonight. Of course, between of course JD defending the FMW US hardcore title against Michelle. Um, I'm not sure if any, something has popped up at the very last moment and she was not able to, she was not able to attend or I'm not, we're not sure what the, uh, we're not sure of course, what is, um, um, we're not sure what is, what, what is, what is going on here. Um, um, but, uh, we have, but we have, like I said, we have not, uh, um, we have not, of course, uh, heard from her at all. Um, I'm sure not since, of course, I think earlier, maybe earlier this week, possibly on Facebook, but, um, if we do happen by any chance to hear from her, um, afterwards, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure this was possibly something that was coming up. So. So, in all fairness, here, of course, here to JD and Michelle, what we're going to do here is we're going to, we, for the time being, I think the best move would be just as of right now to kind of postpone this match until hopefully we'll give this another. We will wait until next Friday, the 18th, to see, of course, uh, because obviously I'm sure something has happened with uh, with as far as. Um, as far as M MLD is concerned, I mean, we're hoping everything is okay with MLD, but uh, 
but I'm sure, I'm sure, like I said, it might be a personal situation. Of course, we do not ask, we do not dwell into anyone's personal issues at all. So we hope, of course, like I said, to, uh, <clears throat> we hope, we hope to, of course, hopefully, like I said, hear from her here sometime here very, 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 very soon. Okay. <clears throat> and of course, obviously, um, at this at this time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask the Ice Manager Geronimo to bend over. Okay, and I'm sure to JD that kind of hurt. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, we hope, like I said, we, like I said, we hope, like I said, to uh, um, at some point here, we hope to, of course, hear from hear from some other folks here tonight. If we have to. We will stay past, like I said, the eleven o'clock hour. Uh, but uh, I will mention something here. Uh, this is a very real or a very a real treat. Um, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach sent me a picture that I believe Tommy Dreamer had posted on Instagram earlier today. Uh, it was from an old advertisement from a long, long time ago. And JD would possibly even appreciate this. I think I think everybody here would appreciate this. Uh, it was an old mellow yellow ad. Um they had apparently commemorative. Uh, some of their cans of Mellow Yellow were had had pictures of certain wrestlers that were in the NWA, and um, and apparently they asked Dusty Rhodes to act like he was holding all these cans all the way across, and it looked like Dusty was was wearing a championship belt, and I think it, it, was, it might have been the old United States title belt. NWA, I'm not sure, uh, but I, but I thought that was kind of neat, and uh, we've we've forwarded since to a couple of folks, and we'll send we'll send it out to some more folks here. Uh, <clears throat> we'll send that out here to, of course, we'll send we'll send that out to some more folks here. But, but I thought that was very very. Um, I thought that was I thought that was very very awesome right there, a uh, little nostalgia there if you will. And Tommy Dreamer even stated on on Instagram about this picture. He said that the main reason why he started drinking Mellow Yellow was because of that ad featuring Dusty Rhodes. I thought that was kind of interesting right there. That, that, that's kind of cool. But I'll send the pic. I'll forward the pic to everybody. Everybody can take a look at it. I'm sure everyone will get a real good kick out of it. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, let's, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'll forward the pick to everybody else. But Ann just sent it to me earlier today, and I thought that was really, really cool. But it came off of Tommy Dreamer's Instagram account. I thought that was really cool. But that was the reason why he started drinking Mel Yo was because of that ad featuring. <laughs> that was really neat. That's real. Uh, let me see here. Uh, 
But JD, with all respect, all respect, like I said, we haven't, like I said, we haven't heard anything from MLD, and more than likely, she probably is not going to probably make it on tonight. No, I talked to her. So we'll, we'll, tonight. So we will push the match back to next Friday. And we'll, and we'll hopefully, like I said, she'll be able to make I it. I might on. be a little late, maybe. I'll let you know during the week. I might be. Maybe or maybe not attending the first game. I didn't attend the first game, obviously, tonight, however, with what happened. However, with my high school, I might be going to the game. Maybe. I won't know till probably Thursday, but I should be available. Okay. All right. Well, remember, J.D., that, like I said, this is due to the thing that you and MLD were talking about the last uh, oh, don't worry. We're gonna get last weekend. AEW, thing. Uh, can y'all excuse me for just one second? That's what she said. <laughs> uh, pardon me, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, while we're here, let, let's go ahead and also check in with our um, automated uh, WWS Weather Center here, and of course check with our little Echo Dot here with of course a seven-day forecast for. We have three cities represented here tonight, so let's go ahead and bring that here to us. First of all, let me do the following by asking the following question: Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Trinity, North Carolina. In Trinity for the next seven days: Saturday, 76 degrees Fahrenheit and showers. Sunday, 80 degrees and lots of clouds. Monday, 81 degrees and thunderstorms. Tuesday, 75 degrees and partly sunny weather. Wednesday, 77 degrees and lots of sun. Thursday, 82 degrees and partly sunny weather. Friday, 89 degrees and cloudy skies. Okay. All right. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for the next seven days. On Saturday, it should be cloudy, with stormy weather on Sunday. Monday through Wednesday should be sunny, with clouds again on Thursday and Friday. Daytime highs will range between 72 and 82 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Saturday. JD, Fonzie, do you agree with that uh, forecast? Yeah, it's supposed to rain here a little bit tomorrow and Sunday, but it's supposed to be nice and dry, however. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the low 70s and then near 80 on Wednesday. But it's going to start cooling down again late next week in the mid-60s, which is good. Okay. So, in other words, the answer is yes. Okay. And also, uh, Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Indianapolis, Indiana. In Indianapolis, Indiana, for the next seven days, on Saturday and Sunday, it should be cloudy. With sunny skies Monday through Wednesday. On Thursday and Friday, it should be cloudy again. Daytime highs will range between 72 and 86 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Saturday. Justin, do you agree with that forecast? And he says, yes, he does. You can't handle the truth. <clears throat> okay. 
thank you. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, thank you very much, Sarah. Of course, be sure to like tell Jim if you don't have one of these Amazon Echo Dots, definitely, definitely go after one of these. These, these are like a, a blessing and a half. Um, I mean, they're they're very very helpful here in uh, doing everything from uh, giving you the news and weather to, of course, playing some interesting music. So. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, it's played it's played some doozies of some songs. Hey, I've even asked it to play stuff by, by everybody from Frank Sinatra to Elvis Presley to songs from the '80s. And it's played them big time. So I mean, definitely get one of these Echo Amazon Echo Dots here today. You won't regret it. It's very, they're very 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 um, um, unique, we'll say in a way. Also, make sure you have a smartphone with enough memory to install the actual uh, app, so that way you'll be able to program it in order to do what you need to do. So, there you go. Uh, well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen here, uh, by the way, I will, of course, invite uh, J.D., Fonzie, and Justin to, uh, um, especially, I mean, Justin was here when I did this, but but uh, Fonzie, I'm sure you heard it, but J.D., in case if you didn't hear it, I will go back and invite you to, of course, listen to the beginning of tonight's show as I kind of started it in a very unique way. And, you know, it was apparently, of course, as I figured. And also, I had a gut feeling that WWE was not going to give give this day the full respect that it does deserve. So I actually took it upon myself and I actually did one step further, a little bit further. So if you get an opportunity to go back and listen to tonight's show, please listen to the beginning of it. I think you would def you definitely would uh, get a get a get a good kick out of it here. Because I even saw Justin right here, even paying his respects by even closing his eyes and bowing bowing in prayer. Which Justin, sir, I thank you very much sir, for uh, I thank you for that acknowledgement tonight. I do greatly appreciate that, sir. In response to, of course, everything that's been going on here, truly a very respectful young man. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, JD, care to let everyone know about what we'll take Monday afternoon? Yes. Uh, before I go, however, to let everyone know very quickly, we will be talking about the first week of the NFL season. We will talk more about college football. We will talk a little NBA and NHL playoffs as the finals are just around the corner. We will also have the Monday Night Raw ratings. We will have also your Monday Night Football regular season predictions and a double whammy of our first game of 2020 of the new decade. So join Shaq, myself, Justin, you, Fonzie, who will be celebrating a birthday this week. Michelle, Gerard, Ann, JML, Jeff, Rhonda, and of course, John, as we said, how we will have a lot to talk about. The fun begins at 3 p.m., 138744-pound. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up, of course, this Friday, or not this Friday, excuse me, this Monday at 3 p.m., folks. So on that note, I am going to get off now. As I say goodnight to you all, I will be around during the weekend. Stay safe, be careful, <laughs> and just stay safe and use common sense this weekend, guys. So until this week, later this week, during the weekend, I will talk to you guys then. Be on the flip side, guys. Thank you, J.D. Thank you very much. We do greatly appreciate that. Gentlemen, um, the Iceman, Jerry Geronimo here. Uh, but we hope to, of course, talk to him, of course, later on over the weekend and, of course, during the 
during the, uh, of course, like I said, during the week, of course, leading up towards uh, WWS Raw Radio coming out this Monday evening, Monday, yeah, Monday afternoon, I should say. Uh, Fonzie, uh, my man, you haven't had a chance to really talk a whole lot here. Let's let this let you uh, like to get a few words in before the week, before, before tonight's over with. Please, I invite you to go ahead and speak what's on your mind, please, sir. Uh, nothing. Just listen to you guys. That's all. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. But uh, but as but as JD pointed out, uh, you have a special day coming up. Uh, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Uh, uh, may I ask when that day is? Monday, September fourteenth. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolute, okay, okay. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, of course, do do something, do something here, of course. Uh, very, very. We'll do something, of course, very, very nice, and I'll make sure that I'll let JD know about that. But we'll do something very unique for you, sir. Uh, come Monday, and I will. I think you'll find it very, very. Very very pleasant. So I will. Uh, yeah. And also, 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 Fonz, I want. I need to ask you this question. Do you like my soothing voice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, he. And of course, you got. And of course, you're probably saying. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> and of course, obviously, the reason why JD, the reason why JD had to leave was because actually he's going to say this in front of his girlfriend. Being so hardy, he loved you long time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, and of course, like I said, when JD feels the urge, he's going something like this is going to possibly sound like. And then, of course, actually, whenever he finally finally feels the urge, he's going to feel like one of these. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, and of course, also he'll probably say this to his. He probably said this to his lady here as well. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, of course, I'm gonna have to tell myself this. Shut up. Okay, I'll just do that. Then. Okay. Uh, 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 let's see. Okay, yeah. So. <clears throat> okay, I that soundboard right there. I'm just having way too much fun with this. I need to. I need to. I need to be <laughs> a little bit careful. Uh, uh, Fonzie, anything else, sir? You wish to add before we close up shop here for the weekend? No. Have a good weekend, guys. That's all. Absolutely. 
and we, we would we will do so of course like i said and follow me sponsor please feel free of course to hit us again uh with anything else that that is popping up here and uh <clears throat> of course remember uh, remember fonzie uh uh, they had to cook JD extra crispy, but you get to eat them with some coleslaw. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> I can't believe I said. There's a song on YouTube. I listen to it. It's called Ghost. They, they do it to the tune of Ghost. Remember the song Ghost Riders in the Sky? Well, <laughs> this is called this is called Ghost Chickens in the Sky. Um, but I'll listen to it. I'll let you listen to it. You make you you have your own thoughts about it. I I just wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to mess mess up anything special about it. And Justin, I invite you to listen to that song too. Ghost chickens in the sky. Look it up on YouTube. It's like several incarnations of that song. But if you find it, just go for it here. On that note, here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much here for listening here tonight to episode eight eighty five, of course, of Revolution. I definitely want to thank tonight the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, as well as, of course, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, of course, was doing his very, very best to get on the night. Uh, apparently, he was having some technical difficulties here, and we hate that that happened tonight for, for John, but we hope to, of course, talk to him, of course, over the weekend and also, of course, Monday on WWS World Radio. Also here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Remember tomorrow, tomorrow after evening on WWS Power Hour one four one three six four pound at six o'clock. Of course, uh, what what took place here in the radio network this week will of course be discussed, as well as <clears throat> of course Saturday's history and birthdays, and also some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends, of course at four eleven mania dot com, and also. <clears throat> And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I also have to give kudos here once again to, uh, uh, of course, the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas for, of course, the handling of triple duty here this this past week here and taking care of WWS Wrestling Revisited as well as, of course, Wrestling Debate and also earlier today, WWS Sports Machine. So I do thank, of course, uh, I do thank Shaq for doing that here as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, as we did mention earlier in the week, of course, uh, right now, uh, of course, Shaq, having, uh, I'm sure having several other folks on the show, join him on several of the shows. Uh, the Kena Club's Met Patel, of course, like I said, we still continue, of course, to wish him well. And hopefully he'll be, we'll be hearing from him, of course, here sometime here in the near future. As you know, due to, of course, a, a personal uh, situation here that has arisen, he will not be with us here in the radio network here for a little while, but of course it may be hopefully it may be until sometime around the end of October. But hopefully it'll be a little bit sooner. Hopefully he'll be able to come back a little bit sooner. But uh, of course, Mitt, if you're listening here tonight, here my friend, we hope you're doing well. And of course, always feel free to hit us up here. Of course, if anything does come up here, um, of course, uh, please feel free to hit us up here on anything and everything. That uh, that does come up here, um, and like I said, we'll definitely, of course, we'll do anything we need to also report on your behalf here in WCWS, we will definitely do so. One story I will mention, I actually was reading this here today. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, with the pandemic and everything, it has kind of really pushed a lot of things back 
and, and especially one thing that has affected is the release of several big-time movies here. Uh, one movie that, of course, that has been moved, I think, several times is the new Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Well, of course, as you know, it was scheduled to come out in, I believe, June. They pushed it back. Then I think it was scheduled to be released sometime in August. And then they, of course, once again pushed it back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I've, uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, they apparently have moved it again. This time, ladies and gentlemen, they hope to release it on Christmas Day. So we're going to have to wait until December 25th in order to see this movie. So apparently this is going to be, so apparently hopefully movie theaters will be, of course, up and running big time here by that time. And hopefully a lot of folks will be, will still be, have a keen interest in seeing this movie. But uh, of course, like I said, like I said, once again, it was announced, I think, between yesterday and today that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be moved to December 25th. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. I'm, of course, big on the superhero movies, and I'm just looking forward to possibly seeing this movie come out soon. But apparently, but apparently here it was, they were going to have to wait a while before this obviously was going to take place. So, 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 Unless or something does happen here, and which I'm sure they probably won't change it, they won't probably change it back now. But the worst thing they could possibly do is push it in towards coming out sometime in 2021. Uh, but they're definitely, like I said, just moving everything here at a snail's pace here. So, with of course, the majority of the theaters not even open right now because of the situation with the pandemic. But still. Uh, but still, like I said here, a lot of movies have been have kind of been affected by all this, and uh, and I hate and I hate seeing all that happen. But all these great actors and actresses and all that work work very very hard on this movie, and hopefully they have some sort of review in on it by now. Uh, but of course, apparently, like I said, with this going on here because of the situation like i said with the virus and everything it has really kind of affected a lot of situation affected a lot of uh um a lot a lot of happen of goings on here and happenings here and of course out there in the entertainment industry so like i said ladies and gentlemen just to repeat one more time the movie wonder woman 1984 which has been i think scheduled since the summer was supposed to come out in june and then i think it was supposed to come out last month they have now officially again have pushed it back, and this time they're push, they're going all the way out, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to push it back, like I said, to December the twenty fifth. So, like I said, we'll have to wait, like I said, another um, an, an, a little over three months before we can even before we'll get to hear anything about this movie. So, there you have it, right there. But, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, of course, check out everything we've got going on here in WWS. Check out all of our groups, including, of course, Sports Roundup, uh, Game Show Alley, Entertainment Cavalcade, uh, of course, Motor Week Retro Review, Cards of the Past, uh, WWS Movie Channel, Location of Animation. Uh, check out the Video Vault, of course, with some great uh, uh, classic um, matches and moments. 
Check out Women of WCWS, of course, for, for the female for our female members. Some great ladies matches here as well. Uh, of course, we've got a story on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, of course, talking about something that will take place during the return of NXT UK. We found the story here, of course, going on between Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray. So hope so definitely look at that video. Check out that check out that uh, that story. That's that's a kind of a that's a very very unique right there. Uh, also, like I said, check out some of our other tribute groups where we have some other matches posted, including, of course, like I said, NWA US, WCCW US, also ROH US, um, and others, of course. But check out everything we've got going on here, including our tribute groups to, of course, Johnny Carson, Don Rickles, and of course, whose line is it anyway? So check out everything we've got posted, like I said, and like I said, um, and please, please enjoy what we've got on hand. Like I said, anything you wish to, and give us, like I said, any ideas about anything that, of course, that uh, that you don't see on any of our pages that you would like for us to try to pop on on any of our pages, uh, please let us know. And we will definitely, of course, uh, we'll definitely, of course, here uh, <clears throat> look into that there as well. But Revolution episode 885 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves. We, of course, will see you in the ring. And as always, take care and God bless you from everyone here at WWS. Remember, Mr. WWS's rules to live by here, of course, in, the, in dealing with this pandemic, of course. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And also, ladies and gentlemen, keep your mind clean with a little bit of prayer. It does not hurt to do that every once in a while. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, of course, to end here on a very pleasant note here and on a very somber note here as well, we continue, of course, 19 years later and way beyond. We continue to remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, on that on that fateful September morning, on Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. And as the lyric from the Alan Jackson song goes, "Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day?" Take care and God bless, folks. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll talk at you here, of course, I'll say on Power Hour tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock. WWS this morning, 805-8613 pound, Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And, of course, we'll be back on with WWS Raw Radio, of course, starting next week. Take care and God bless. This is, of course, the one and the only since 2015, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. Have yourself a terrific weekend.